feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid, nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter, when I caught a glimpse of Rita, filling in the tank. And President Biden knows he is in trouble if he sees the poll numbers. And he is in tanking position in so many different directions. On the border, he gets a 70 to 80 percent disapproval on mental competency. Is it time for him not to continue the campaign? Is he mentally competent to be president, to continue in the office? People asked, Republicans and Democrats, a majority say There is clear mental decline. And he's also having problems within his own party. Even today, you go and you see all these different fundraisers that he did. He's back in Washington, D.C., but he was in New York City for a series of private fundraisers. There's a big one that's planned in the coming weeks. And that one is supposed to be with Barack Obama and Bill Clinton. They're trying to pull out all the stops that they can to try to show Democratic support for this president. But everywhere he goes, he's greeted by all these anti-Israel protests. These people are not happy. They're following him everywhere he goes. And that schism is not good for him because he's already having trouble, clearly, just in general in the race. And then you've got a sector that is definitely not happy with him. They're following him. I mean, whether he goes to Michigan, remember he was out there the other day meeting with some of the folks with the automakers, and a number of them were following him everywhere. There's a huge Muslim population, especially in Michigan. That's also an important state if you look at the presidential election. So everywhere he goes these days, it seems like there's somebody out there criticizing and shouting at him, and today was no different in New York City And here's some of the sounds from the anti-Israel protesters that were shouting at President Biden as he was in the Big Apple a little bit ago. And things are getting even more heated uh, because just in the last few hours, we're hearing that Benjamin Netanyahu is saying no deal with Hamas. They were trying to do a broker deal to release all the hostages. Sadly, we are hearing that 30 to 50 of the hostages that Hamas has been holding, has they have been killed. Uh, That is just a heartbreaking detail to hear. And by the way, earlier today, I don't know if you heard on Katz and Cosby, we had former Congressman Peter King on, and he had met with an Israeli guy whose wife talked about what she went through in captivity. Thank goodness she is out, but she was one of the original hostages. And every day, apparently, she was raped repeatedly, every single day by multiple people. It is just unbelievable stories of what is happening. These people are savages. They are monsters. 
And so now, finally, in the last few hours, we have heard that U.S. has been doing some strikes to go up against some of these Iranian militia groups. And the United States is claiming in the last few hours that they did kill a militia leader in Iraq. They say that he was responsible for some of the attacks on U.S. troops in the region. So far, of course, there's been 160 attacks plus on U.S. interests in the region. And Iraq didn't get a heads up ahead of time. And now they're saying that this is a violation of Iraqi sovereignty. So they're protesting in the streets of Iraq tonight, saying they're very unhappy with this strike. They should be cheering that we're taking out some of these animals out there uh, that are supporting Hamas and doing the same work as Hamas around the globe, attacking U.S. interests and also cheering as we're hearing some of these horrible details of what have happened to the Israelis. Apparently, this strike, uh, the Biden administration claiming in the last few hours that it hit a vehicle that this leader of the militia was in. This was one of the guys who was a drone commander responsible for targeting American troops. I say, thank goodness he's no longer with us, and I hope that they're able to get a whole bunch more like that in the days and weeks to come. But Israel is feeling the heat because they don't feel that there's that much support from this American president. Even though he's getting chanted by these protesters left and right, He is continuing to waffle back and forth. And yesterday when he started talking about the deal, the Senate border deal that was falling apart, deservedly so, because it was still allowing a lot of illegal migrants to cross, he gave much more attention to supporting Gaza than he did to Israel. And then the worst part of it all is this moment that not only says a lot about where his priorities are, Uh, It also says how he views Hamas. He kind of called Hamas opposition. I wouldn't exactly call somebody opposition. That's like somebody who does opposition research. That's like a political term. I would call them animals. I would call them monsters. I wouldn't call them, quote, opposition. But he couldn't even remember the name Hamas. So there's a lot of problems with this. This comes when he couldn't remember, remember Francois Mitterrand, who, of course, was the leader of France. He died decades ago, and Biden claimed to have met with him recently. He was referring to Macron. So he's confusing major names like that and then couldn't even remember the word Hamas and then was trying to figure out, how do, how do I describe them? Oh, the opposition. That's like uh, Republicans and Democrats fighting on Capitol Hill. I would call it freedom-loving people and savages. I mean, you know, have a little spine, have a little fervor. But this not only says where his mind is at, it also says a lot about his mental competency because this moment was frightening to anybody watching around the globe because they're going, God, this guy is a pushover and he can't even remember the word Hamas. Take a listen. So I'm not going to be answering any questions of this. I'll be back Thursday to stand here with you and answer all the questions you want about this issue. Thank you. This indirectly has a lot to do with the hostage deal and what's going on in the Middle East. The decision on what we do relative to Israel, the decision what we do in terms of American funding, of whether we're going to engage with 
the situation in Ukraine. It all goes to the question of American power. It all goes to, does America keep its word? Does America move forward? There is some movement, and I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. There's some movement. There's been a response from the, uh, the, the there's been a response from the opposition, but um, it, it, yes, I'm sorry, from Hamas, but it seems to be uh, a little over the top. We're not sure where it is. There's a continuing negotiation right now. From the opposition, and he's trying to figure out what's that word? What's that word? Oh, what's that word? Oh, yeah, it's Hamas. I I mean, are you kidding me? That to me is downright frightening at a time where we are battling pure evil. Who knows who's crossed our border? There have been so many people on the terrorist watch list. And here is this president's moment where he is going after President Trump and also accusing the Republicans uh, that they're the ones who created the crisis at the border. That is such a bunch of hogwash. And he can't even deliver the line. He can't even remember the word Hamas for terrorists. Meanwhile, he has a wide-open border. That, to me, is frightening. What are your thoughts when you hear him going, uh, 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 and it comes right after all the Mitterrand, Macron? I just see him degrading right before our eyes. And I say that as someone who has met President Biden many times through the years. He's always been sharp as a tack. Uh, I've talked about it before. I remember talking with him also at the Democratic Convention. It was the night when Hillary Clinton got the nomination. Sharp as a tack. I saw him in the hall. Rita, we started, you know, he was spry. He was on his game. This is a guy who's usually very quippy and very feisty. And he is clearly going downhill mentally, not just if he were to be reelected, would he be the oldest president we've had in American history? He would also, I think, be the most degraded mentally. I don't think he can handle it. The more I see him, the more painful it is. He seems like he is about to go to sleep. I think he's mentally asleep. And it's really such a poor representation of American might across the world. And this is the guy who's making major decisions at a time when the world is on fire, when Israel is finding out that dozens of their hostages have been killed, and Hamas is saying, hey, we'll do a full ceasefire, and then we'll return all the hostages. And this is the guy who's going to be negotiating and dealing with these bad ilk around the world. It's the same guy who pulled out of Afghanistan It's the same guy who has now allowed about 10 million illegals to come into our country. And yet he has the audacity to blame President Trump and the Republicans. Who could forget this moment? This is what he said yesterday. And this was the doozy of all doozies about border security. Listen to this one. I'll be taking this issue to the country. And the voters are going to know that it's not just a moment. Just at the moment, we're going to secure the border and fund these other programs. Trump and the MAGA Republicans said no, because they're afraid of Donald Trump. <laughs> afraid of Donald Trump. Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. 
That is such a disgusting insult. The only reason you heard it right there, the border is not secure, is because of Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. That is such a lie from a president who has been selling us such a bill of goods, who's done nothing, nothing to secure our border. He's done everything he can to put blockades on Texas. Every time they've put those inflatable buoys, he fought them. Put up the razor wire, he's fighting them. Remain in Mexico, he lifted it. Every attempt that he has had has been counter to American national security, especially when it comes to the border. And he's a president for America. This is shameful. To me, this is really, really disgusting. And yet the only reason he even cares to even discuss anything with border is because he's seeing the poll numbers. It's so abundantly clear. And especially on the issue of immigration, he is tanking. And he just wants to look like he's kind of doing something. And now he's turning it around to say, oh, it's the Republicans. He did not care all this time. And the only reason he cares now is he's seeing it's hurting him in the polls, not because it's hurting America. 1-800-848-9222. And we're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break here on The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And there is a searing editorial in the New York Post tonight saying, quote, Joe Biden's mental decline cannot be ignored. The first sentence of this Uh, Opinion piece says, quote, the president of the United States is not all there. It's been obvious to many of us for a long time, but now it's grown impossible to ignore. Do you agree? The fumbles keep coming and they're downright dangerous and also on downright important issues. Also, we're hearing that President Biden is not going to do another Super Bowl interview. He didn't do one the last time, and he just uh, came out a couple hours ago that he will not do a Super Bowl interview with the network that carries the Super Bowl. It's tradition that the president always does an interview. And now we are hearing that Biden is not going to be doing it. I'm not surprised. I don't think he could do an interview. And even usually the Super Bowl interview tends to be a little bit of a softball. You know, hey, what do you think of the team? What do you think of this? Then you ask about world events and other things. I don't think he can handle a three or four minute interview with a legitimate interviewer who hasn't handed over the questions and he hasn't been able to rehearse it and doesn't have somebody with cue cards in the background. I mean, if you see some of the things that we have seen in recent days, I don't know how he could handle it. Honestly, if he can't remember Hamas... And he can't remember Mitterrand. uh, I don't think he can handle even a softball interview. And that is really sad as an American to see what the New York Post is saying that we all see. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Al, line one. Al, uh, do you think Biden's in big trouble? 
Yeah, hello, Rita. Yes, I do. Uh, you know, we see the uh, President Biden's uh, poll numbers are free-falling. Uh, we see a clear deterioration. Uh, the general public sees that. And also, to uh, that was a serious blunder. You know, when I was coming of age in the early 80s, uh, I remember when I started to watch, you know, be... Uh, be interested in world current events and national events. I remember uh, vividly Francois Mitterrand, and he was the long-term president of France. And to confuse him with Macron is a serious blunder. Yeah, it's a long, uh, many decades apart for one. And and you know what's right. scary? You know, every you know people misspeak. You you sometimes you go, oh gosh, okay, no, I said the wrong name. What? The problem is, and I think you see this, Al, too, is that it's yes. happening much more often. Oh, yeah. And I don't yes. think he realizes he's misspeaking. That's the problem. It's like somebody is holding a cue card in the background going, and in the case of the word Hamas, somebody had to shout to him, you mean Hamas, right? I, I mean, that's yeah. scary. But, you know, you know, present times, you can't, like, do what they did years ago, like when Woodrow Wilson had a serious stroke and they hit him in the White House. I mean, President Biden has to go out there and he can't hide. People see this. That's why you see independents and other people breaking to uh, President Trump. Yeah, and also it's an election year, too, Al. I mean, that's the other thing. He's supposed to be out there on the campaign trail. He wants to apparently kind of be out there on the campaign trail because he probably doesn't realize how bad he sounds. Even yesterday, my favorite part at the end of his statement where he was blistering Trump and the GOP for border, which, again, is a bunch of hogwash. Aside from that, he's like, no questions. And then somebody asks a question. He's like, okay. Like, you can see there was probably somebody in the back row, the press team, going, oh, no, Mr. President, please don't talk. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And this Back the Blue segment is sponsored by GoyaCares.com because you are a precious gift from God. And be sure to check out GoyaCares.com. They do so much to help combat human trafficking and also to support the family unit. So definitely check out. They are doing incredible work, and God bless them and all that they do to try to make a huge difference. Again, GoyaCares.com. And this powerful story is coming from Lawrence, South Carolina, where a police corporal is being recognized after saving two lives in less than three weeks. This past Saturday morning, Corporal Cogdill He was along with another sergeant and another officer. They responded to a call of a man who had sustained a possible stroke. It happened around 2.30 in the morning. And upon arrival, the man was found to have no pulse and wasn't breathing. When the officers arrived, they immediately began CPR. They used on-hand equipment on the man before anyone else arrived. They continued until medics took over ensuring a prompt transport of the individual to the hospital. And now the police department says, miraculously, that man is in stable condition, expected to make a full recovery. That's wonderful. Thoughts and prayers, they say, are for the patient and his family. 
And the police department says we are also proud of Corporal Cogdill and his fellow officers for their unwavering commitment and quick, effective response. And this wasn't the first time that the corporal has been recognized for his exceptional and timely work. On January 15th, his quick action saved a woman who was choking. It turns out that he noticed a woman was struggling to breathe at a Waffle House, and he quickly performed the Heimlich maneuver on her, saving her life in just 20 seconds. In that case, the corporal was just ordering breakfast when a woman started to choke. Thankfully, he was in the right place at the right time. And what a great officer and great role model for so many people, saving two lives in less than three weeks. And all due to great training and great instincts that all of our men and women in blue have. Well, of course, President Biden, uh, remember, even though he said, no, I didn't say defund the police, Even though he's on audio tape and videotape, you saw him during those Zoom calls during COVID saying, yeah, maybe we should cut back on them. Uh, And then obviously on the border, the border is not, the border's fine. There's no problem there. It's not open. And now, of course, he sees the poll numbers and he's saying, "Uh, maybe there is a problem at the border. But because he knows he had created these crises and the problems that we see, so many of the things I think his appeasement policy oversees. Now he's playing the blame game. It's like everything is Trump MAGA. Don't focus on me and my bad policies and my abysmal track record. Focus on Trump and MAGA. And that seems to be the motto that he's been living with, at least for the last few months, for sure. And boy, did he come out swinging on that one yesterday when he could get a sentence out. He doesn't seem to have a problem slamming Trump and MAGA because I think he thinks about it all the time. He's tossing and turning at night. Trump MAGA, Trump MAGA, Trump MAGA, Trump MAGA. What can I do? He's clearly obsessed with this. And take a listen. This is what he had to say uh, about the border bill that failed in the Senate. We're going to get to that a little later because I say bravo that the House and House Speaker Mike Johnson killed that bill because it allowed for about 5,000 illegal migrants a day coming into America. That's $1.8 million a year. It should have been killed, and anybody who's hailing it uh, is basically condoning illegal activity and saying, oh, it's okay if we have some come into the country. Under President Trump, if you had 1,000 a day, that was a huge number. So give me a break. Why would they ever allow for 5,000 maximum a day under this new bill that, thank goodness, again, got shot down in the Senate? But President Biden is blaming Trump and Republicans on the border. Listen to this vitriol. So Republicans have to decide, who do they serve? Donald Trump or the American people? Are they here to solve problems? or just weaponize those problems for political purposes. I know my answer. I serve the American people. I'm here to solve problems. It was just months ago that Republicans were asking for this exact bill to deal with the border, to provide support for Ukraine and Israel. And now, and now it's here. And they're saying, never mind, never mind. All right. And also, did you hear that? I'm here to serve the American people. I'm here to solve problems. He's creating the problems at the border. He's the one, what, the white knight coming in and fixing it? That is really an outright lie. And, of course, then he goes after Trump. 
trying to blame him for the debacle in Ukraine and Russia, which I think many people believe, including me, never would have happened under President Trump. But somehow that's Trump's fault, too. History is watching. A failure to support Ukraine at this critical moment will never be forgotten. The position of the MAGA Republicans can be characterized by the New York Times headline. First, and this is the headline, it reads, Trump first, Putin second, America third. That cannot pertain. Right. And he's done nothing to secure the border. I don't see him doing anything to facilitate Ukraine in the meaningful way that they should have to begin with. I've always talked about this, this minor incursion line that gave definitely Putin a green light. But also, he hasn't even fully supplied Ukraine. He's sitting there saying, we need more money, we need more money. If he had even just given the equipment that he had promised in the first few months or didn't hold back on them, it says drip, 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 drip. That's the way he handles foreign policy. That's the way even this strike tonight, I'm so glad that they took out this militia member that they say they took out a very pin uh, point attack. You see, he took him out in a vehicle that he was driving apparently in Iraq. I'm glad he did that. Why isn't he doing that all over the place? I mean, this is ridiculous. It took almost 170 attacks on Americans, three Americans dead, for him to grow a spine. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to JC in Pennsylvania. JC, your thoughts. First of all, I I was laughing so hard when he he said he's solving problems. He created every single problem. He's created more chaos in the world than anybody else. I mean, maybe since Hitler. It's unbelievable what's going on. So first of all, Rita, where are the Republicans asking for a cognitive test like the Democrats asked Trump for a cognitive test? Where are the journalists that, is, that should be asking the questions or just stating you're lying? OK, how could you say all of this? OK, where are the Republic- Republicans yelling and screaming from the rafters about all the lies that are going on? Uh, this is just. It's going on and on, and it's really, really ridiculous. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. A lot of you. But you know what, JC, you hit some great points because you're right. A lot of these other people uh, should be calling him out and saying what we all see. And I don't know why I can tell you that I think some people on the MSNBC, CNN uh, networks, I think they think he's still the best thing going. I really do. I think in their eyes, they're thinking, well, uh, you know what? Maybe there's a little slip of the tongue, but they just don't like Trump and don't like the Republicans. So anything that they can do to kind of, you know, uh, that would spotlight an issue with Biden, they'll give him a free pass. And in fact, the other day I even saw it was Al Sharpton was talking about uh, the border and how important it is to lock these people up, uh, the ones that have created the problems in New York that were punching the cops. I thought, oh, my God, I've seen it all. You know, I mean, it's like, oh, boy, election time is coming. Election time is coming. I mean, this is an incredible moment. And you're right. Other media should be calling out the president saying, Mr. President, you absolutely need a cognitive test. I mean, to me, there is no doubt that there are so many problems with this guy. I, how is he? And I, all I could think about, if I'm sitting there, 
you know, thousands of miles away, and I'm like the leader of Hamas. He's, they're laughing. They're going, well, he can't even say our name, you know, let alone uh, admit any strength. I mean, if you can't even say the name and you can't even figure it out, and then, and then it's like, oh, he's the opposition. Like he's treating him like it's a, like a political opposition. Not only does he not know the name, doesn't understand how serious Hamas is, and B, physically just looks physically weak. All of those things are, that's disaster for America, JC. Your thoughts. I mean, these people out there, they're just going, Kim Jong-un's like, hey, did you get a load of him today? They're just laughing to the bank. Why aren't the, why aren't the journalists at the White House calling, calling KGP out and asking why is he lying about this? You, you said all along that the border was just so secure, then all of a sudden it's not overnight. This is ridiculous. By the way, Rita, did you see the article where he was actually on the White House lawn? He saw his shadow and he tried to shake the hand of the shadow. They had to chase him around the Rose Garden. And then finally, Jill Biden Biden swept him inside. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. So where, where are all these people? Why isn't Peter Deuce? Peter Deuce is great. Don't get me wrong. But he should be saying to KJP. Why are you lying about this? Why? What is it? Because it's the election? Just throw it out. And why aren't they challenging him? Which, because Trump is asking him for a debate. Why isn't anybody else stepping up and saying, why is he not going to debate Trump? What's the matter? He can't speak? Well, by, okay. by, the, way, we, by the way, we don't know that yet, that they won't debate. Uh, we All we know is that we know that Biden is not going to do the Super Bowl. I don't think he has said no yet fully to a general election debate. And Trump, obviously, um, and I remember even talking with the former president uh, because it was me and John Katsimatidis when we were talking with him. And he said that's when he said that he wasn't going to do the primary debates if he was so far ahead, which he has obviously kept that significant lead. So I don't think he sees any reason in the primary process. But if everything goes as scheduled, I obviously Trump, I think, will totally step up and be ready for the debate. And Biden, we'll see. We'll see if he makes some excuses. What, he gets sick the night before, has COVID the night before. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but he hasn't fully ruled that out. But he won't even do a Super Bowl interview. You bring up a great point. How is he going to handle a debate stage against President Trump? That will be one for the record books, JC. What do you think? How do you think he would handle that? Oh, no, he would just fall apart. He, he wouldn't be able. But Trump actually volunteered to step in his place for the Super Bowl. I don't know if he got an answer for that. They probably will let him, being they, the, uh, they control the media. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's just crazy, crazy stuff. But what happens? Let me ask you this, Rita. What happens if they pull him out because of his mental, because, of his, because he's incapable what happens? Uh, what? Who becomes the vice president? Mike Johnson? If if they move Kamala Harris up, or do they they select the, the Democrats actually select the president? What happens there? Yeah, no, that's a great point. Um, I mean, typically you're right; it sort of goes there to the speaker. But you're right; it would be Kamala Harris. See, I see. This is where I see it going, JC. I see it being uh, not out of the question that it gets to the convention time, and then at that point, they say, well, you know, for the good of his family or the good of himself, he's not going to maybe run again. And either here's Kamala Harris, 
who wants to run as president. I don't necessarily, like you said, I mean, who knows? I, I see them dragging it out as long as they can between now and then. No matter how bad he is and how clumsy he is, they're going to keep kind of the basement strategy. No Super Bowl interview, no big tough thing, no this, no that. Uh, we'll sort of see how it goes, Mr. President. And then I think around the convention time, they'll try to bring out somebody like a Gavin Newsom or a Michelle Obama or somebody. This guy cannot govern. I mean, there's no way. I I, I mean, it's like painful. I don't know if he's going to make it through his next press conference, let alone another, you know, another term as a president. It's really painful. But you're right. There, there are so many questions right now and so many uh, question marks because... It's not clear to me that he is going to be the guy who's going to be running against Trump. I, it really isn't. I, I don't think he'll be able to make it. Your thoughts, JC. Do you honestly think it's going to, he's going to be back in the White House, that he will try at least? Or do you think, I think something's going to come up at the convention? I don't think he knows. I, I think, you know what? I don't even think he knows what he's saying. I, I don't think he knows what the positions are. I don't think he actually knows what MAGA is. I don't think he really thinks. I think they just feed him information and he just reacts to the information. I think he has no decision making or no thought process left inside of his brain. I think he's just he's like a, a human robot. And I think that's where it's at. And I, I don't think he's going to make it. Uh, and you're, you're probably right. They're probably going to try to sneak in Gavin Grusom or Mike Obama. Uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. But I don't, I don't think the American people are going to go for any of that. Grusom is like the worst. His, his state is just falling apart. No, exactly right. What is he going to be doing? He's going to say, hey, uh, look at California. Look at what a crummy job I did there. You want to bring that to uh, America? Yikes. 1-800-848-9222. We'll continue your calls on the Rita Cosby Show after the break. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, we are continuing to talk about the border issue. Boy, is there a lot of blowback after that border bill fell apart in the Senate. And I say bravo, first off, to everybody in the House and House Speaker Johnson for killing that bill because it would have allowed for illegal immigration. Uh, But that Mayorkas vote on impeachment that should have gone through but the democrats wheeled out al green in a wheelchair from his surgery and that kind of changed everything now we're hearing that steve scalise plans no matter how he's feeling because he's not feeling well with cancer that he is planning on coming back next week and they're planning on doing a new vote next week they still have three gop holdouts but let's see where that goes So, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, the plot is thickening. Also, by the way, in addition to all of this, we're going to talk about the case of this mother whose son was a high school shooter. 
the mother found guilty. And wait till you hear what she condoned her son to do. She essentially knew that her son was crazy. She essentially knew the son had a gun. Uh, basically said, don't get caught. We're going to get to some of the really stunning details where initially you go, oh, gosh, why would they go after a parent for a son's bad behavior? But if you see that there was so much writing on the wall and it looks like she was part of the cover-up, it's despicable. And I think it should send a wake-up call to all parents that you got to do a good job. Sometimes you have no idea, obviously, what your child is doing. In this case, prosecutors said she was well aware turned a blind eye and was allowing it to happen. And that way she deserves responsibility. And the jury obviously agreed. We're going to take your calls on that in the next hour. It's a stunning case. First time ever in American history. And it's making a lot of headlines about what role parents and others have when a minor gets access to a gun. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Susan, line one. Susan, your thoughts about all the stuff with the border and Biden. Um, well, I was just going to say, you know, Jerry Johnson, who was Obama's Homeland Security Secretary, he stated that a thousand people coming over the border was a disaster. Now, and then they're saying this, this bill... It had to get killed in the crib, and thank God it did. And the lies, the the gaslighting, because remember, like a week ago, uh, there was some leaks that came out about what was in the bill, and Langford, and they said, oh, no, that's not true. And then a week later, last Sunday, when it came out, you know, and 370 pages is a farce. It could be done in one page, Steve Miller. Don't listen to me because I'm not a lawyer, but that could. And it's true that Biden reversed all the um, the policies that had us down to like, what was it, like 400000 for the year? Yeah, and you know what? Uh, you brought it up. They know how to fix it. They just have to follow the Trump game plan. By the way, uh, someone just put on Twitter, there's a great line, the best barrier for stopping illegal migrants is to stop all the benefits to illegal migrants. That's a great point. Stop enticing them and close the border.